0: All right, you ready? Well, what are you doing on your phone then?
1: Nothing, I'm waiting for you.
0: I need your attention. I'm attending. <laughs> What's your Def Leopard shirt? Oh, I should have worn mine. Which one is that? I'm going to grab a bottle of water real quick. Yeah, why? yeah, good. Let's do that now as I'm starting the show. Welcome to Rat Salad Review. Today, we shall be talking about Def Leppard. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah.
1: Is it real? Yes, it's real.
0: Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah.
2: So keep your eyes
1: on On the satellite. satellite.
0: That's right. And this is our first part of our Def Leppard. Um, What do we call these things?
1: Uh, there are album retrospectives like what we did for Coroner and what we did for every album, one episode, but we're doing (laughs) blocks of Def Leppard as opposed to one episode,
0: an album for Def Leppard. Yeah, no, I don't know if I'll ever do that again. Although, I didn't. I won't. Maybe made it. Maybe (laughs) made it, but we'll see. Yeah, no, that that was too much. Uh, but yeah, we're starting with Aren't Through the Night. Um, Which we just did, Uh, yes. (laughs) On
2: streams from the grave, which yes, surprise, surprise, everyone, it's my favorite Def Leppard album.
1: In case you didn't already know, in case you didn't watch that episode yet, but
0: uh, there's other people involved in that episode, so we might say different things on this episode than we did on the other one, or we might. uh, Who knows? Who's
1: with us? uh, From Circle, from Circle of Hands, we had John Costigan on that episode with us, right?
0: Yep, I believe John and George. Dimitri, yeah,
2: George, he did, yes,
0: and his uh wife or girlfriend screaming in the background. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> oh, I remember that. Dude, best
2: guest shot we ever had was still Troy punching his kid. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was sorry. What Should... yeah. Troy, Troy's kid was giving him lip and being real disrespectful to him one night off camera, so when he went to walk by him. Troy, you know, just kind of pounced on him in the middle of what he was saying. No fucking warning, just gets up and wham, 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 sits back down. How old is the kid? <laughs> About 18. Old enough. Oh, yeah. that's not a few time. That's self defense. <laughs>
0: Anyways. Yeah. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, these aren't repeat shows, but uh, since I wanted to do the desk, Def Leppard discography, we have to do these albums i know they've been done before but uh
1: yes and these three albums are the only ones we could get greg to come in and yeah, greg doesn't with us. Want to do these albums because
2: <laughs> nothing's really good past this point well i'll talk about hysteria when we get to it we already, did. We already
0: did it so you can you okay. can edge your your commentary at the end of this episode okay <laughs> but we're going to start with on through the night and uh on through the night was probably Maybe the fourth Death Leopard album I heard, and uh, hearing it at the time that I heard it, because Hysteria, Hysteria, is my album when I in 1987, when I was a child, seven years of age. It's the only thing I listened to was Hysteria. Nothing else would satisfy me, like Hysteria did. You and
1: 12 uh, million other people.
0: I know it's insane. Um, actually, the one of the other guys that we started the Rat Sound Review with, uh, Ken Wood, uh, it was also his favorite album too. Was you know, it's all he ever listened to when he was younger but uh when i finally said let me see what else def leppard has uh i came across on through the night and i had the cassette version at the time and uh man i put that in and i'm listening to it and i'm like what in the hell is this there is no bombastic drums it's just it's all very generic plain sounding there's just you can tell they they're just starting out as a band, you know. It it don't have the Def Leppard hysteria sound. And it it just blew my mind. I'm like, what is this? I didn't even think it was Def Leppard, you know. And uh, I almost kind of didn't listen to it too much either because it just didn't sound like the way I wanted Def Leppard to be. So it was a big shock.
2: I think it's more interesting and much less generic than anything on hysteria. I mean, oh, no, rock Rocket, seriously?
0: Right. No, well... Uh, you know, Rocket to me, though, when I, I'm a drummer and hearing Rocket and those drums and stuff like that in the beginning of that song and actually throughout the song, that appealed to me because it's it's drums. So that song is OK, even though it's it's a very drawn out, long song. I, I don't like it, it as much being as I used
2: long, to. drawn out, generic. And basic, yeah, and
0: not, I, I don't and feel the like same about it drums. anymore, but um, it's just it's a very stripped down version of Def Leopard And I was not used to that style deaf leopard at the time because you know i also heard uh photograph and bringing on the heartbreak so those songs did not sound anything like on through the night anything that's on on through the night you know i thought that stuff was a little bit heavier
2: well it's a lot heavier but joe still sounds the same i mean you can still tell it's the same band. i think
0: well see joe i thought sounded very different too i it almost thought it was a different singer He's, he sings slightly different. I don't, I don't think different. he
2: sounds that different. I mean, they all definitely play and sound different here, but I always found it interesting you said that because I don't feel like it's different enough to where you would think it's someone
0: else. But... What are you saying, Lou?
2: Well, I was going to
1: say like, the biggest difference between this album and every album from High and Dry On is the fact that this at this point in their career, they're a band that is a direct result of all their influences rolled into one. You can hear Thin Lizzy. You can hear UFO. You can hear even Shades of Slade, Deep Purple, The Sweet, things like that. Matha the, and Hoople, Mott the Hoople actually
2: their biggest influence over The Sweet. But...
1: True. But um, basically, all that rolled into a package produced by Tom Alam, who produced the classic judas priest records and that's probably why this sounds so different because they were that young i think they were 19 when they got signed i think rick allen himself was 16 maybe uh probably even younger so you know at this point they're kids mm. but my god what an incredible debut album written by a bunch of kids
0: mm. yeah yeah, over time, I, I was, as I got into listening to more bands, I got used to the album. You know, and a lot of the songs grew on me, like uh, like Overture. I love that song. And uh, it, Rock Brigade. Hello America, because I know that was like, maybe was that the first single, I think? Okay. Yeah. Hello
1: America was, yeah, they, they they were breaking with that. And that right. was their first single, I know, in the UK and in the States with uh, Good Morning Freedom as the B-side, right. which is now available on the Early Years box set.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh,
2: okay. You mean first official single? Never mind. I was gonna yeah. say, "Get Your Rocks Off" actually came out first, but no.
0: Was... But for for this, um, but yeah, I, "Hello America" was okay. I, I mean, it's kind of it is what it is. But uh, "Sorrow Is a Woman," I mean, that song's awesome. You know, that's mm-hmm, have, that's a heavy yeah. song, a great, oh, yes. catchy, heavy song. Uh, it could be used, pretty cool. That that chorus gets a little repetitive sometimes.
2: Love it. But, Don't care. It fits in perfectly. Yeah, no, it's it's a little song.
1: The riff is killer. Yeah, yep. definitely.
2: Best uh, guitar s- work of their career on this record for me. Just awesome.
0: Yeah. uh, Satellite, too. Another great song. And When the Walls Come the Coming Down. Song. Satellite's the best song.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Especially in parts where he's doing the ooh-yeah, ooh-yeah, and the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that, that is such a killer song. That's a true yeah. classic. So is when your walls come tumbling down too,
0: and yeah, it don't matter. It's, yeah, it's a great uh, ending to the uh, the first half of the album. But uh, just thinking about too what you're just saying with the Uli um, they did not develop that Def Leppard um, uh, chorus uh, like you know the the background. Vocals. Yeah, they didn't develop that sound yet, and that that's what really stood out to me because that, that was not uh, prevalent on this album whatsoever. That's oh, a direct was,
1: influence yeah. from Malang. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah
2: and what's interesting about that is in place of it here you get a lot more melody from the guitars which i love yeah i mean yeah. not that their classic backing vocals are great i just i love how it's more guitar oriented on this one
1: i think the big reason why it works is because of Steve Clark and Pete Willis there are men and those are two members whose influence is probably still prevalent in Def Leppard but they're not there anymore. I mean Pete Willis was fired come Powermania, which we'll get to that, and we unfortunately lost Steve Clark to uh you know, his illness of alcoholism, which, you know, for me, not having either of them, especially Steve, huge huge loss for the band.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's not even the same band anymore. <laughs> really uh, it's, it's
1: not. Yeah. And that's not taking anything away from Phil and Vivian, you know, they're both great guitar players in their own right. It's just to me, Def Leppard was the creation of the riffs and guitar playing of P. Willis and Steve Clark.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You de- definitely can tell once they were gone what the uh, band turned into. But uh, Side B, Wasted, another great one. Uh, My Rocks? favorite track.
2: Love Wasted. Uh,
0: Rocks off? I don't know. I give or take that song. Um, Did you-
2: I, I prefer the original self-produced single version. But I still think it's good here. It's just it, was, it had already been a single for them before, and I think they changed it a little bit here, like "Hello America" to reflect them trying to break the American market. And while it's not bad, I think they made it a little bit weaker when they did that. Yeah, but I still love the song. Uh,
0: what were you saying? I prefer the EP
1: version as well.
0: And we should and like, we should have uh, started with the EP. On why we didn't start with the EP.
1: Well, because it really wasn't released in the States. It was an independent release in the UK to get them signed to get to this point. But, I mean, you know, the three songs on it are, uh, what was Sidewalk? Oh, yeah, Ride Into the Sun, which they redid, Come Retroactive, which I love the original version.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Rocks Off, Get Your Rocks Off, and Overture. Again, written and performed in their mid to late teens,
2: ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's yep. Overture, such an amazing song.
0: It is. Uh, it don't matter. Another really good song, kind of similar love to. It don't matter. Yeah, kind of similar to like it could be you in a way. It's kind of got like a repetitive. Type it has kind of the
2: same vibe, and it's yeah. kind of in the same tempo too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I love
2: them both, and I would yeah. confuse either. Where they definitely stand out, but yeah, they both definitely fit the same theme.
0: Answer to the Master, another really good song, mm-hmm. and yeah, and like we said with Overture, uh, a great ending to an album. I-, I love the narration in the beginning and you know the acoustic intro and everything. That's when the,
1: the narration is was yeah, narration in the beginning of Walls Come Tumbling <sighs> oh, God, Down. God, yeah. uh, edit this bold, now too. <laughs> but this one has the acoustic <laughs> intro. You're right about that.
0: Yeah, all right, I was yes. right about that. Oh God, I'm terrible. I should just retire the show. I, I knew I should have ended it at the end of the Halloween thing. I knew it. You still burnt out from that? <laughs> yeah, I am. But uh, all in all, like I, like we said, we did another show about this album, and so I don't really want to go too crazy doing this again.
1: You know. We have two more albums to cover.
0: <laughs> two. Moving on. Yeah, how moving many more on. albums they got? They got like twenty more. But uh,
1: in this I, episode, Wayne. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, a very iconic album cover as well. I really love this album cover. It's Let's cool. call on the back of Optimus Prime. Gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool album cover. So, uh, all in all, I think it's it's a good album. I mean, it's it, like I said at the beginning. Um, it's hard to kind of get into it because it doesn't have those 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 same courses that Def Leppard are known for. But it's still a good album, and the guitar work and and drums. Uh, Rick Allen has all his arms. And...
2: Great album, their best yeah. one, an essential yeah. heavy metal release.
0: Yes, I, I think so, too. Th- these first three are very essential releases for me.
1: hmm Agreed.
2: For me, all three are, too, but I could see, you know, if someone is as big of a fan as I am of the first two, how they might not like Pyromania. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. That was the first Def Leppard album I had, but I definitely prefer the uh, heavier, edgier, more 70s sound-based Def Leppard. Yeah.
0: So after, on Through the Night, we have High and Dry.
1: My favorite Def Leppard album.
0: Mine, too. I will never forget the day I bought this cassette. I don't know if you guys remember the store TSS. No. Way back in the day. Maybe it's just a Long Island thing. But uh, it was a really cool store. And actually, back in the day, you remember Caldor, right? That was around everywhere, too. Yeah, I
1: remember Caldor. That was on Long Island, but I remember it. Yeah.
0: They always had their music section, but TSS had like a, it was almost like a music store inside of a store. It was like all blocked off and everything. And then you walk in there and you see all the records and everything. And I bought the uh, the cassette of this, and it had like the remixes of um, yeah. "Bring It Bring It On The Heartbreak" and "Me and My Wine" and, and "Me and My Wine." And no, no, wait, no, was it? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. no, no was on the original record.
0: Yeah, Except when, when if
1: there. you bought the original record, it. No, those are the only two extra songs that were on the cassette. Oh, but right, if you sorry. bought the original record, the nose at the end of no, no, No's continued till right. the needle skips off the, uh, yeah. the, the the vinyl.
0: But um, yeah, I just have an ad, and I listen to that thing constantly. And uh, I even thought that was better than Hysteria. You know, High and Dry was. Pro- it ended up being my favorite Def Leopard album, just like with you guys. And it's just hit after no, no, hit no, no. Sort of on through
2: the night is my. Oh favorite. yes, I'm this sorry. One is you. close. But. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I played this at work, too, not too long ago. And they were just saying, it's not good. I'm like, what do you mean it's not good?
1: It's not pop. It's not pablum. It's a uh, fucking metal
0: record. I I, work with a bunch of idiots. Yeah, well, I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, every song, to me, every single song on here is just, it's one good song after the other. And uh, like high and dry set. This actually, why is the album, back of the album cover, doesn't have the correct track listing? Who it has, knows? I it don't has have it in order. Know. It has it out of order. It starts with let it go, and on the vinyl it says high and dry. <clears <clears really? really
2: mine, I think mine starts off with let it go.
0: I don't, well, the vinyl does, but not the back of it. So it's it, like it a does, weird track uh,
2: list. Uh, my, my, Mine's British. So, I don't know. May, maybe mm. on the back of that one, they list them in the right order. I don't know. Okay. Also, di- also, didn't you say you have the ones with the remixes on it?
1: That was just, a cassette I have version. a
0: CD, yeah, oh, but I also okay. have it on CD as well.
1: So. By the way, I think uh, Hypnosis, the same guys who, you know, Strom Thurgesson went, he, the same guys who did the uh, Pink Bubbles Go Ape album cover also did this one.
0: Oh, really? Oh, I can kind of see that now that you mentioned yeah. it. That's the one thing I did not like about this album, the album cover.
1: It is pretty odd, but I don't know. It's kind of iconic to me.
0: It, doesn't he know that there's no water in this pool before he do- dove into it?
1: He's probably drunk, which is what high and dry is about. <laughs> I mean he's, like, he's like... I hope there was a mattress under in that pool for him to like fall into.
0: <laughs> I don't think he really jumped into the pool, Lou. Uh, let's hope not. <laughs> I don't think you know how uh this kind of stuff works.
1: I know Strom Thurgeson's out of his mind, God rest <laughs> his soul, but um yeah. but I'm by the way, one thing about uh side one, the first time of two times that I saw Def Leopard, two thousand three, their first five songs, side A of High and Dry. Really? So I could have gone home happy that day. Wow And I did. And it was a great show. But the fact that they opened up with those first five songs, good shit. Yeah,
0: which is funny oh, because cool. they don't really give these album, these first two albums, any recognition whatsoever, except for bringing on the heartbreak, and, and usually anything after that, they don't really talk about these albums that much. Mm-hmm. They they even this them- is a
2: shame because Lady Strange and Mirror Mirror do the best songs they've ever written. Yeah,
1: they do play Let It Go on occasion, and when they do play Bring It On the Heartbreak, they do end it with Switch Six Two Five. So.
0: But even when they were, they they
2: did do that when I saw them. Come to think of it, you're
0: right. When they were releasing the 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 deluxe versions, not the box set, but uh, just like the two CD stuff, they did they did Hysteria, uh, Slang, um, you know that era of albums, uh, Adrenalize, and uh, Pyromania. But they completely skipped High and Dry and On Through the Night.
1: You know, I actually read recently that. Joe Elliott stated that Mercury Records did that against the band's wishes because they wanted to release anniversary editions of their discography with, like, bonus tracks and bonus material, and the label would go out of their way to do it, like, before milestone anniversary years, Mm. which really pissed them off, which is why they actually had a hand in these box sets that they're doing right now where they're packaging the entire albums with extra tracks and live performances and things like that so you know if you buy these 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 box sets right now that are being released you're actually supporting Def Leppard and not the label from what I
0: heard so all right so then I'm supporting him because I I have both of them um but yeah it's cool to finally see them Releasing, even though they released High and Dry and and uh, and um, On Through the Night twice. I mean, I bought the the Volume One box; it's in there, and then, then they released the other one. So now I have you know eight thousand different versions of these two albums. That
1: doesn't surprise
0: me.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not what? realize they did them. I will have to get them both expanded if they did it on uh, yeah uh, If I can
0: reach it, hold on. Talk amongst oh, yourself.
2: Talk. Okay, All right. No
0: should we uh oh, yeah, no, oh, I, jesus I, christ I, you guys are terrible I, I that was quick
2: almost <laughs> as much as the first one really what makes the difference is just that raw lightning in a bottle energy that uh on through the night has this one is just slightly more polished because they were drawn as a band
1: yeah well you know that's my lang's influence and what do you got there
0: this is the early years box set so it has the uh on through the night and high and dry and uh, When the Walls Come Tumbling Down, the new theater in Oxford, 1980. Nice. Uh, too Many Jitterbugs, a bunch of, like, uh, you know, unreleased stuff, I think. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, EP versions and all this stuff. And then Def Leppard Raw, the early BBC recordings.
2: Oh, nice. So,
0: Pretty I much everything is TV on here. But it's still, even even with the, the volume one that was released, it's still missing, like, a couple songs from, like, the earlier um, EPs or whatever they did. Mm. So still, we don't have like every single Def Leppard song, but it's mostly almost all there. But, one one thing I'll say about High and Dry
1: though, it really sounds like a record that ACDC could have made. And yes. you know, they were writing a mutt language was writing away because he had done um, Highway to Hell, he had done Back in right. Black, and I think he did this before for those about to rock. Or may, I know they were both released the same year. I just don't know which came out first. Mm. So you know. He was on that route to say, you know, we're going to release a hard rock record with hooks, with great catchy choruses, and that's what he did. Yeah, definitely did accomplished.
0: Yeah. Especially "Let It Go," the opening track. I mean, what a freaking well, heavy!
2: Yes, it is. It could be Bond, Scotty. Bon
0: yeah, Scottie, I and, you know I, I hear like <laughs> Highway the Hell with this album. You know, it's very similar, similar sounds. But uh, let it go. It's an awesome opening track. Uh, just very catchy. Um, great guitar solos in here, and then uh, Rick Allen's used the, the cowbell thing in the in that middle part there. It's a great track. I love that song.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh,
0: another hit and run. That's a really heavy song.
1: Killer, killer riff. That is, that's a great, yes.
0: I love how yes. it just starts. It just out of nowhere. Just start great song uh and probably my favorite song of this whole thing but it's it's a weird song because he sounds like he's drunk singing it high and dry Mm-hmm. but
2: one of my least favorites but is I it? Like
0: it no I, I love how he sings this song
1: i mean it's funny because if you remember from the historia video um they are they released three videos for this album uh mm-hmm. let it go uh high and dry saturday night and bring it on the heartbreak and, you know, they're miming to the original tracks, but it looks like you're at a Def Leppard concert. And, I don't know, just the ferocity that they played with back then. I don't know. I think bands today could learn something from that. Yeah. Just watch those videos.
0: And Actually, I think they released four videos.
1: What was the fourth one?
0: The, an alternate version of Bringing on the Heartbreak.
1: Well, technically, that was released after the release of Power yeah, Mania, when Phil Collins was already out. in the band with me and my wine, which they yeah. actually dedicated that... Uh, they say they were inspired by The Young Ones, which is my favorite British sitcom.
0: Cool. I gotta be corrected on my own show.
1: Oh, that's what we are. We're the fact-checkers that you
0: do want, mate. <laughs> right? But well, and- which... What?
2: You, you, the, the only part that does bother me about that song why it's not one of my favorites is just the Saturday night high and dry chorus I don't
0: you don't like yeah. that oh my god they, that's what makes that song. they they,
2: they could have done it better I, I think the way the you know the verses I'm not a fool and all that energy
0: yeah.
2: it's just it's not a strong enough chorus for that to oh, to I like it but it could have it could have been done better I think but it's still a good
1: song. I, I mean, I like it because it sounds like a dunder-headed hard rock metal song, and I think it fulfilled its purpose. Eh.
2: It does, but it could have been better.
0: So yeah. which, which version of bringing on the Heartbreak video was the later one?
1: The one where they are in the factory. Yep.
0: Okay. Right.
1: The one with Phil Cullen. Remember, the one with Pete Willis came out first.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right funny because i remember seeing the original video i don't know how i even still remember this because i was only three years old but i still remember seeing the video on tv on mtv
1: i had seen the remix version of it on mtv and that was the one that they were playing forever it wasn't until i got Historia on tape in 92 where i saw the original version with the original lineup yeah
0: but uh, that's the next song anyway bring it on a heartbreak and uh definitely one of my Top favorite Def Leopard songs ever. It's a very, it's 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 a ballad, but it's really not a ballad kind of thing, you know.
2: It's a rock ballad, real ballads before the wussy hair bands right. took over yeah. and started singing about people smiling and shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, I like, actually, like Switch sixty two. It's a pretty cool and uh, interesting little six twenty five. What did I say? <laughs> I, I was just gonna
2: let it go, but uh...
0: you're gonna what? Let no, it go? I'm not, you, I'm not letting go
1: another hit and run. Don't don't even worry about that. God. I'm terrible.
0: You know what it is? It's the heat. It's uh, have I mentioned how hot it is?
1: We're not doing a David Lee Roth retrospective. Don't hey, talk to from the heat.
2: At least you got air conditioning. I'm sure. You're
0: I do, a... but it doesn't really work that well. Yeah, you saw the window. In... What's that?
2: You're in your
1: garage though, right? Yeah. yeah. I won't no. tell people that. They'll find me.
0: Uh, <laughs> All
2: right, let's keep going. i got to make it to the convenience store to buy smokes before they close.
0: Oh, that'd be convenient. Uh, side two. You got me running. <laughs> you got me running to the convenience store before they close.
1: Yep. <laughs> By the way, did anyone realize that this opening riff for You Got Me Running sounds a lot like King of the Nighttime World's opening riff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. A...
2: That was the first thing I was going to say, actually.
0: I didn't realize that until you just mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, I do hear that now. Uh, Lady Strange, another really cool song, pretty heavy.
2: My favorite from yeah. here. Uh,
0: and then another one that always kind of struck me as weird, "On Through the Night."
1: That's my favorite.
0: I love the song, but why didn't they do this on the first album? It's, it was just
2: probably because it wasn't written. Or, or, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. figured
0: that out, but. It's just weird when cuz it that doesn't always happen very often but it, it I've seen it before and it's just it um, just strikes me as weird.
2: I thought it was strange when I was a kid because yeah the first one's on through the night and then that mm. song's on this one but it's it now it doesn't bother me it's a good song and yeah, it doesn't it, matter. it, it, it doesn't awesome. make any difference that it's not on the album of the same title.
1: Yeah. I don't think it would have fit the debut album. Actually, it fits high and dry no, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they
0: it, they would have. The high and perf- the high style. They wouldn't have perfected it on that first album, like it is on this one. There's yeah, no way. Yep. Uh, and a song that maybe should have ended the album, "Mira uh, Mira," awesome yes, song.
2: It should have ended it.
0: Because no, 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 I could kind of just leave that off the
1: album. Oh, I highly disagree with that statement.
0: Really, I like
2: no, no, no. But it definitely is more of a filler track. I just wouldn't have ended the album with it. They should have flip flopped it with yeah. um, "Mirror, Mirror."
1: Yeah. I respectfully disagree with that. I think "No, No, No" is a killer song. I mean, I maybe it's just me because I'm a guitar player, and like the riff in that is just so out of this world. I mean, uh, that that wonderful. I, the lyrics are very dunderheadish, but it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I don't know. I just. Love the riffing. And a a very repetitive chorus, just as High and Dry, the song, suffers from. Greg, I'll, I'll admit that, but I still enjoy it.
2: No, I love the riffs. I still like the song, but again, it's the same way I feel with High and Dry. It's just kind of a boring chorus that could have been better, and those are just the two songs that strike me as kind of lesser than the other ones. They have great parts, but Overall, they kind of lose a little bit of momentum when they both hit their choruses.
0: I, no. I just don't, I don't like the verses. Yeah. I don't like how it's the, the drum really? metal, vocals. I don't like that. Huh.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: it just sounds kind of clunky to me. And and then we, we work move on, on to Pyromania. The
2: first Def Leppard album I ever had, I bought the cassette at a yard sale when I was 11, and I thought the cover looked cool. And when I popped that in and that riff to Rock Rock Till You Drop started, I loved it instantly.
0: Yeah. Uh, a little bit different of a Death Leopard though, they slowed things down a lot on this one.
2: They slowed down, yeah, well, obviously they clearly go more commercial. More commercial. Yeah, it's yep. um much slower tempo than both other yeah. albums before this. Yeah, pretty, You can still tell it's the same band, but it is a pretty significant change in sound.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely by design by Mr. Mount Lang himself, because in cool. his opinion, he wasn't trying to compete with the other band that, the other bands that came out from the new wave of British heavy metal. He was trying to co- compete with Michael Jackson. So he made it so that that's not Rick Allen that you hear on drums. That's an electronic drum. That, 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 that's a... What was it? Yeah. What 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 was it? What a wood light
2: a fair light
1: that's what it is, yeah. so it's you know it's not real drums on it, and you know he wanted them at tempos where they could be accessible for pop commercial airplay. who were they trying to uh, to beat Michael Jackson
0: <laughs>
1: doesn't surprise me you have that one either, wayne. <laughs> I
0: think
2: almost everyone has a copy of that album Ooh,
0: in some form. Man, what a tiger! I, I I did not buy this too. Wayne, Wayne, I, I Wayne, Wayne likes to
2: put it. that up against <clears> the bathroom mirror when he's getting ri- ready in the morning and sing PyT to it.
0: What's PyT?
1: What's PyT? It's record? a track on the
0: record. I don't like the record. I have it to sell it. I don't. I don't want. It.
1: Uh-huh. But anyway, though, um, uh, this was the first Def Leppard album that I remember as a kid. Is, I think I... is that
0: is that bad of me?
2: Oh God,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, he should have named that one pathetic.
0: No, it was it was titled the right title. Bad.
1: Anyway, my brother had this on cassette. That's that's how I first listened to it. Uh, you know, uh, remember photograph was one of the earliest songs I ever heard as a kid, and I absolutely loved it. And I actually consider this one of my gateway metal albums. This Number of the Beast and uh, Don't Laugh Metal Health from uh, Quiet Riot. So terrible.
0: Album. No, I loved Metal Health. No, it's not a good album. Uh, this is way <laughs> better than that. Uh, yeah, but rock, rock, rock to you. Drop great opening track, uh, and then the Photograph song. Still, yeah, honestly, to this day, never
2: I like really song. cared for it. Really. It's okay. It's a good pop rock song, but I mean that's that's really what it is. That's what it is. It's good, but it's it's a little too commercial for me.
1: I've heard a lot of people try to cover songs off this album. I haven't heard anyone that's done a good cover of this. I mean, Matt Nate, you
2: can no prove it wrong. They have a specific sound that you can't copy. I mean, while it's not my favorite track, it's definitely a classic, and I just yeah. don't think any version would ever sound right besides this one.
0: It's funny, uh, not to bring this back to Halloween, but Dennis Ward, the guy who worked on the Halloween album, he uh, was doing some YouTube videos, and he was breaking down like certain songs from certain bands, and he picked Photograph as one song. And uh, cool. you, you know that one section where the drums go... Mm-hmm. makes it like unrealistic yeah. drum roll and he's yeah. like sit there and analyze it and he's like that's not real like you know no shit you know but he just, the way he was just analyzing it you go go and look up dennis ward uh def leopard photograph and you'll see what i mean but it's just interesting how he's breaking down the song and everything and uh yeah that always bothered me you know because i would always play to this to drums and then i couldn't do that drum roll because you know obviously it's not real.
2: Nobody can. <laughs>
0: yeah uh stage fright really great song love great it. song it's a great song uh it's pretty cool uh too late for love probably my, my
2: favorite song
0: yeah as, i'm gonna say so too love it uh even though i was a little too long to to to, to know what love is back then when i first heard this album but uh
2: that's okay foreign we'll show you
0: <laughs> you beat me to it shit yeah. <laughs> But it's still a great song. Uh, Die Hard to Hunter. A great way to end the first My
2: favorite. My favorite song on the whole record. I love that song, too. I can definitely see why. It's a great song. Well, I mean,
1: Steve Clark just has his freaking stamp all over it. I mean, what a great, great solo he did. It's not flashy. It's not technical. It's just freaking guts. And that's what made Steve Clark stand out, you know, Head, over, head above heels for over every other guitar player that I get to think of. I mean, the guy was all heart.
0: Steve Steeman Clark,
1: by the way. This is true. Steve Steeman Clark.
0: I never even realized that. Steven uh, Maynard Clark. <laughs> Foolin' starts up the second half of the album. Pretty cool song. Not my favorite one, but it's still it's very Another catchy.
2: Cool song. Catchy. A little bit in a heavier vibe, but um, it's a little too close to too late for love. Need yeah. to call it a great song. It's definitely one of their classics. I like it, but kind of repetitive.
1: Right. One thing I forgot to mention about Too Late for Love, just that that breakdown before the final chorus is just so killer and makes the whole song. I mean, the song itself stands on its own, but you know that when they do that, ba 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 da bum, bum that part I just every time I hear that, like I get chills.
0: Yeah, and they still play that thing on the radio too all the time. Yeah, uh, they play a lot of these songs. Photographs always on the radio. Two yeah, likes this and this always. area
1: are the most two played albums. So.
0: Rock of Ages, that's always on the radio. Um, still not sick of that song either. I can still listen to that.
1: Uh, I'm kind of hit or miss at this point on Photograph and I and, and I mean Photograph and Rock of Ages. Like if I hear them um on the radio, I won't turn it off, but I will purposely not put them on playlists.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's really no reason to. You know, you you, you hear them all the time. So Yeah. Uh, action, not words.
1: Oh, we we skipped Coming Under Fire.
0: Did I? No, it's next. Yeah, I was going to say.
1: That's after Rock of Ages.
0: I'm glad you made a mistake now. How do you like it?
1: What did I make a mistake on?
0: Because Coming Under Fire is after Action, Not Words. What? No, it's not. That's what it says on my vinyl, you asshole. Your vinyl is wrong. It's Fool and rock of Ages Take out coming. the
2: record real quick and let's see.
0: There you go, vault. Well, you know, th- all right, this is not my fault.
1: <laughs> I, I was everything.
0: Right. Everything else was in order except for those two songs. I'm sticking my middle finger out at you as far as I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming under fire. I like that one. Still, it's a little, a little slow mid paced song, but it, it's a it's good one. A it's it's definitely better than action upwards.
2: Very, very catchy. Yeah, I don't like action not Words. Right yeah, I can
0: up. I can do without that song. I mean, I guess that's the like, filler song on it.
2: it yeah. Oh, no, totally. I, so. I think so.
1: So him making a porno film. I preferred uh, "Dirty Movies" by Van Halen. That was a better song about the subject.
0: <laughs> and uh, and the ending of the album. Uh, Billy's got a gun, and he's on yeah, the run. That is such a great track. At eight when really? I. Really? Yeah, I love so? that song. I, I like it, but I don't love it. That's interesting. No, I, I actually went back to that song.
1: They actually brought that song back for their most recent residency in Vegas before the pandemic. And right. uh, it sounded pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like When they do these residencies in Vegas, they'll actually pull out album cuts. They won't do it for tours, but they'll do it for residencies. So you got to yeah. drop a lot of coin yeah. to go see them do it. Now... Again, the reason why I think these three albums, why we love them so much, again, it has to do with the songwriting team of Joe Elliott, Rick Savage, Steve Clark, and Pete Willis. However, it was around this time that Pete Willis had been removed from his position in Def Leppard as a guitarist because of his addiction to alcohol, which apparently at the time was worse than Steve Clark's, and they replaced him with Phil Colin from Girl, who is a great guitar player in his own right, but as far as I'm concerned, I do think Clark and Willis are the superior team. Because, you know, you can hear the clarity in the yeah. notes um, from Willis and Clark uh, with, with Phil. I mean, I listened to that uh, Pyromania live record that is available as a second disc on the Deluxe Edition. It plays kind of sloppy. Around this It does. Around this era and I'm not keen on that.
2: Neither am I. I I was really disappointed when I first got that set and heard that because of how sloppily he played the songs. It kinda of, it especially ruins the uh experience of the songs from Romania, And maybe I'm just being too much of a stickler for the sound of the album, but yeah. I don't like how it came
0: off. I'm still bothered by the way they just went ahead and, and switched those two songs around on the back album cover. It pisses me off. And don't we'll worry get
2: the DeLorean. Go back to 83 and get to
0: Mercury. Yeah. It's two albums now. They, high and Dry is completely out of order, and this one's in order. But, but wait, let me, let me trick them and put them in different orders right there. <laughs>
1: Stupid. One thing, though, I will say that this record... Um, you know, Robert John Mullang produced this. He also produced uh, Heartbeat City the following year from The Cars. If you listen to both albums, they sound quite similar in terms of production, in terms of the tones of the guitars. You know, hey, you know, I mean, he struck lightning in a bottle of Power Mania. Maybe he thought it could work for The Cars. And to their credit, it did. Didn't sell as many copies as Power Mania, but still a great record.
0: It is a great record and a great album cover. And I also have this shirt, which I bought at home.
2: Iconic. Record,
0: but that Park is a very,
2: icon, right.
0: very iconic album cover. Yeah.
1: I and mean, it, I always say the best rock album covers are ones that have like that danger element to it. You know, that excitement level. And I would say that these three albums have it. They have it. Yeah, you can just tell by the, the look of those album
0: covers yep. that they're going to be good albums. Mm-hmm i didn't know what i was gonna say there um so yeah uh greg i'm glad that you got to join us on, on these uh albums here yes me
2: too these three were a big part of my youth i absolutely love them and you know hysteria i wasn't really able to appreciate until i got older and it is a perfect pop album but Def leopard without a soul basically um I mean, they totally lost that specialness that they still had on Pyromania. With the next
0: right.
2: one, yeah, this is them doing commercial and them doing it great.
1: I will take Hysteria over a lot of the other popish metal albums that came out in the mid to late '80s. I mean, you know, the songs themselves are better. But again, as I expressed during his uh, our Hysteria review, if I never hear some of those songs again, I'll be okay with it. But uh <laughs> as an album, I mean, compared to everything that came in its wake that was directly influenced by this, sorry. Yet, you didn't release Hysteria, okay? These guys did it, and that's the reason why Def Leppard's still here, and a lot of you ain't. Sorry, not sorry.
0: Very true. That's the the hard truth, and uh, Lou Maz just laid it down. Laid the smackdown on your candy ass.
1: So you just... You just twisted a rat song with The Rock. I love it. Okay.
0: Well, I don't like rat, So. I, I know. We just. You I'm like a, 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 that, that, that's an episode <laughs> for another day
2: because there is a lot I could
0: say about that. We should do that, though. You know, I'll listen to it again.
1: I just can't believe you posted it. You, you finally listened to Adam the Cell Invasion of Your Privacy. Said you didn't like it. Everyone's like, hey, what are you talking about? I still can't believe he
2: didn't like the first Fastway album, Cultureless Swan. You
1: didn't like the first Fastway album?
0: That's a different show. Lou, where can we find your podcast?
1: Not on Ratsaw Review. Just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Music
1: is live com. That's right. Find...
2: Me, me, me and Lou, we're going solo now. We're, gonna, we're going unmasked.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, unirad. <laughs> As opposed to Wayne's Hello Rat. Anyways. Sorry, that was a that bad was terrible. Episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, can't all be good. You gotta expect those sometimes. Anyways, Music Instead is Life music podcast.
2: from the elder, it's gonna be called Music from the Geezers. That's
1: what That's Hot it. in the Shade was. Anyways, um, Music is Life and weekly on
0: Ratsaw Review with Wayne and Greg. Which you can find at uh and also Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, and thank you for reminding me, my album, Project Resurrect False Reality, projectresurrect.bandcamp.com see, look, Lou has it. Craig has it, too. Yep. And they both listened to it. And they oh. said it's okay.
1: And I want to give some love to uh, Profit and oh, the Cowboys. Profit.
0: I got the CD, too. Oh, and you know what? Since uh, I'm, I'm sitting right here, but if uh, you do buy the CD, you get like this nice little thing that tells you about you know where you get the album, which I don't know why you need that because you already have it. But on the back, it tells you all about Rat Salary View on there and what shows are on our network as well as uh, some cool stickers i had printed up
1: and you can now buy it in europe because wayne finally has european distribution
0: that's right i have some european friends and there's some uh, rats out review stickers Would did i send you a sticker or were you guys too early for the stickers too, too early, early.
2: for the sticker.
0: All right, I'll but I could stickers.
2: use about 600 of them so I can totally cover my uh, roommate's back window of this
0: truck. Okay, I'm not getting six printed of them, but uh, 600 of them.
2: Printed we got to give a shout I'll out, out for Wayne. For Good advertising. It. Like a rolling billboard. Yeah. It'll be up for at least three weeks because it's going to take a while to scrape them off.
1: <laughs> we got to give a shout out, Wayne, to our friend Rocky Baia because uh, Rocky's oh, yeah. the one who designed. Um, all the great um, he has logos.
0: designed. Yes, he's designed the Rat Salary View logo. Where is the camera? Turned right me into a puppet. He turned Greg into a puppet. Uh, he, he, he designed the uh, band logo. He made
1: he des- Stanley the Rat dance to my version of Girl Can't Help It from Journey in perfect syncopation.
0: No. I did yes. that. He did not do that. Oh, he did he he made Stanley the rat but no I made him dance, yeah.
1: Okay, you made him dance so he made Stanley the rat. Stanley. He is available for commissions, ladies and gentlemen. If you want great graphics for your product, check him out on Twitter at ROCKYBAIA.
0: Yeah. You got to remind me to do that cuz uh, he is he is great. He's very reasonable too. And I always forget to uh, mention him on
1: the show. Don't worry, he's always in the description of the music cuz podcast videos, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh so yeah, Rocky. Thank you, for all you do for us, man
0: definitely a great guy and uh yeah so thank you guys for watching and also thank you too uh we notice our subscriptions are up and we really appreciate that and uh please keep the subscriptions coming share it with your friends add comments to our shows let us know what you like what dislike and uh that's it one last thing what's that
1: one last thing congratulations to halloween for making your first Top forty debut on the U.S. Billboard charts, coming in at thirty-five on your first week. Congrats! Crazy,
2: insane.
0: About time the U.S. finally woke up. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers! Bye Bye.